Nat 1 contains language not suitable for minors or the faint of heart. Topics discussed reflect the views of Nat 1 Studio, so please consult a physician if seizures, heart failure, or priapism occur. Nat 1 Studio does not claim liability for any damaged property, hearts, minds, or souls as a result of what is aired. Please take all comments with a grain of salt. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. Enjoy! What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 7 of the Nat1 Podcast, the geek and gamer show where we talk about everything from television and movies to video games and board games and whatever the hell else we want. I am your amazing host, Jester, and here in the studio with me, I got my co-host, Failed. He's going to introduce to you what the episode's going to be about. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first off, you're not Spider-Man. What did I say? You called yourself amazing. You're not oh, Spider-Man. I'm amazing. Uh... Okay, I ha- so I have my biggest fan here in studio with me today. Failed. <laughs> That's you're you're reaching again. Okay. <laughs> um. So last week we talked about protagonist, kind of actually. That I just finished editing that episode and it is all over the place. <laughs> well, we titled it like we were talking about protagonists. Yeah, that works. All but right. uh, okay, so this week what we're going to talk about is My Little Pony. Sounds right. <laughs> no, it's it's antagonist. Uh. These are the people that make your journey in a video game, in a movie, a book. It's what kind of hinders your advancement, adds a little bit of a plot element, and makes things just harder on the protagonist. There wouldn't be advancement without an antagonist. I mean, I mean, you you yourself watched a movie about two people sitting at a table it's and a having a conversation. Movie. Yeah. Who's the antagonist? Tommy Lee Jones. He's the antagonist? Yeah, probably. Does he cause any issues for the other person? So many. I gotta hear this. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, you gotta watch the movie. I. It sounds so boring. <laughs> it's not, it's so good. Well, how is he an antagonist? He, so... the it, it actually puts him as a really good antagonist because the entire movie is one side versus the other, like light, light versus dark basically the entire time. So it's like you, if you put Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader at a table and had them talk to each other. Yeah. Except actually Darth Vader by the end of the movie was a good guy. Bad analogy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the movie's how old? Like that, I think it's like 30 or... No, it's like Whatever. 40 years old. It's like putting uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. That'd be a very boring conversation. Yeah. Actually, he talks in um, The Clone Wars, the cartoon. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you don't like Star Wars. It's Correct. amazing, though. It, it's great. Star Trek sucks. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> you're entitled to your opinion. It's just wrong. I, I was just trying to get under your skin. It's... I like Next Generation. Next Generation's the best. And the movies. Oh, oh man, have you seen Generations? The show? No, Star Trek Generations, the movie. Uh, Picard and Kirk no. are together in the I, same movie. I haven't... I've only seen the new movies. Oh, I haven't... Okay. Actually, I saw Search for Spock. Okay. That was a good one. So you said you liked the movies, and I thought you meant like the old Next no, Generation. No, I meant like the new one. ones. Oh. Um, I, I actually haven't seen enough of Star Trek to really... The antagonist in Generations was actually pretty cool, because he had a story that you could heavily relate to. Was it Khan? So, no. Don't care. <laughs> so, basically, there's this thing called the Nexus, and it's like this alternate reality where when you get pulled in... You get whatever reality you want and you live in that and it's continual throughout your entire, like the basically all time. You get pulled out of space time and you live in your perfect reality 
and the antagonist in the movie Generations gets pulled into the Nexus and then gets pulled out of the Nexus. And his whole thing the entire movie is that he's trying to get back to the Nexus, but it causes all these issues and the only way to stop him is for Picard to go into the Nexus and pull Kirk out and they work together to stop the dude. So William Shatner was in the movie. William Shatner and Patrick Stewart were in the movie together. I don't think they'd get along. As people or as captains? Like, as like, characters. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, they got along well enough. I mean, if if Picard can handle Riker, he can handle Kirk. And if uh, Kirk can handle Spock, he can handle Picard. That That's debatable. Like the Spock part, yes. If Kirk can handle Spock, then he could definitely handle Picard. But, I mean, I think Kirk's worse than Riker. Riker was modeled after Kirk. That's the whole... Re- I mean, they just switched roles. That's what they did. Yeah. That was the big thing. Yeah, but... I still feel like Kirk is worse than Riker. That's true, and Kirk doesn't play trombone. Wait, right. what? Riker plays trombone. Nothing. You're not as big of a Star Trek fan no. as you let on. Uh, no, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I straight up said I am not the biggest fan. I haven't seen enough of it to really form an opinion. But okay. what I have seen, I do like. All right, we started off on a tangent. That's awesome. Tell, <laughs> tell me about video game antagonists. Okay, so like I said, I just finished recording or. Editing mm-hmm. episode six. Um, I brought up that I hate Final Fantasy, the protagonists. You're gonna say Sephiroth, huh? No. Okay. Um, just this is a generalized thing. I I typically really like the antagonists in Final Fantasy. Okay. They are they're full of personality. They give them a whole bunch of backstory. Wasn't it just like a blob in Final Fantasy X? Final Fantasy X? No, it was Yu Yevin. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole time you're going to Sin, and then they just kind of throw you Yevon at you. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? But Sin was the big blob? He was like a giant well creature. Yeah, big blob. He looked like a blob in the opening cutscene because he had like a giant water circle around him or some shit. I don't know, it's confusing. That whole game's just a clusterfuck. I love it, but man, I, I'm so confused every time I play it. But uh, the Final Fantasy villains, I just, I absolutely love the Final Fantasy villains. Uh, my favorite is from Final Fantasy VI, is Kefka. And then Kefka, he just like, he was a Magitek soldier. Someone that they infused magic into to create an army. Mm-hmm. He was one of the prototypes. Well, it drove him crazy. And he's, here, let me pull up a picture. He's, uh. Pulling up a picture is dumb. We're, he's, we're he's right an there. audio podcast. Well, for you to see. <laughs> okay. I, that's not a very good picture. Um, Whatever. He's, he looks like a clown, but... Uh, I don't like clowns. I know you don't, but his whole goal eventually was to bring back the summons and destroy the world, Okay. and I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that he was the only Final Fantasy villain ever to accomplish his goal. He destroyed the world. And in the end of the game, like, there's literally, like, where there was giant cities, there's now small groups of people who are just struggling to survive. And you have to stop Kefka. And the game ended on it, like, a kind of like a bittersweet note where you have to stop Kefka. But even after you stop him, like, the world's still in ruins. <laughs> I really don't like his name. It's just a noise. Kefka. It sounds like the noise that a gun would make in a video game when you were loading it, like when you rack the slide back. (laughs) Say it though, just Kefka. Kefka. It's fun to say. I guess. (laughs) Um, And I actually, there's a character in Final Fantasy IX called Kuja. And he's the main character's brother, technically. Hmm. They're they're not actually people, they weren't actually born, they were kind of created, but... 
they're brothers. And Kefka, he's like obsessed with theater and theatrics, so everything he does is just over the top dramatic. And he's just trying. He's like a like a bratty teenager trying to prove himself to his parents. He's he's just doing everything to prove that he can accomplish these things. And he just I don't know. You run into him so many times throughout the story that you get kind of a feel for him. And there's just so much development and. At first, he just starts out as this mysterious guy, and by the end of the game, you're like, I know this guy so well. And that was probably one of the best instances of of an antagonist in general. Like Gary motherfucking Oak. Gary Oak is awesome. Like, he he is hands down the best rival in any of the Pokemon games. And actually, I, I think his name's Blue. Have you have you seen that um that meme where he has ten you, fucking badges? No, no, no. Where you where you're Ash and you're standing there with Professor Oak and he's like, "Here's my nephew. I've forgotten his name. What was it again?" And then oh yeah, Gary yeah. Oak sitting there with the face on, and you just type in dicks, and that becomes his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone did that at least one time in yeah, their it's life. Hilarious. But uh, no, like, he, I love that meme though. There, it's from the anime. He's holding up a badge case. He has ten badges. Is Pokemon an anime? It's, yes. I mean, it's just a cartoon. It's an anime. That's weird. I guess I like anime. You, We've talked about this. You like Trigun, Cowboy Bebop. That's it. Outlaw Star. Outlaw Star was pretty good. I, got, I like the Endless Waltz movie for Gundam. That's it. I like Gundam. I don't like Gundam. I uh, can't stand Max. They annoy the shit out of you me. You still need to give me Xenogears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Max. <laughs> I'm really not a fan of Max. I don't know why. But, uh, what were we talking about? I don't remember. Okay, so... <laughs> Shit. Gundam and Xenosaga. Oh, yeah, you... You like, uh... You you, you like some anime. I know you like, do. Like three. I like three I'm sure anime. I could show you some more that you'd like. Maybe. I, I think if you were to watch Death Note again, you might like it. Nope. Oh! Antagonist L. To me, he's the protagonist of the story. Like, Light's the antagonist. He's an asshole all around. He's using Misa Misa, and, like, he's just an all-around asshole, dude. Misa Misa. But I I love L. Like, you learn so much about him, and there's this part in it where... I just watched this episode. He uh, he looks at Light, and he says, It would be a shame if you were Kita. Which, Kita's the guy that's killing people, that they're trying to figure out who it is. And it's Light. But, uh... And like goes, why? And L goes, because I think you're my first friend I've ever had. Rough. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh no, Light, you're such an asshole. Because the first thing that pops into his head is, I got him in the palm of my hand. <laughs> now I can use him how I want. Yeah, and man. I'm just like, oh man, come on, Light. Be a decent person at least. I guess that's the yeah. thing about the death note, though, is it, it corrupts people. I guess. Yeah, that kind of power in your hand. I mean, literally everybody has that kind of power. Oh, I know. To but, just kill people. But if you could just do it by writing a name on a piece of paper and then there's, like, no way to trace it back to you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, I mean, it's kind of like uh, anonymity on the internet. Yeah. You can say whatever the fuck you want to someone on the internet because it's anonymous. Yeah. So it kind of falls back to that. That's like pressing the button to kill one person that you don't know for a million dollars. I wouldn't do it. Really? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I would feel too bad. I mean, you wouldn't even know who to feel bad for. I would feel bad for the fact that somebody died at my hand. Yeah, I'd be crying right into a pile of money. 
are a terrible person. <laughs> all right. So what? What? Uh, my least favorite antagonist of all time, like hands down, without question, least favorite. Hate him, and it's not that I hate him because he's so good at being an antagonist. It's because once he joined this series, he ruined the entire series, and that's Negan. I I understand what you're saying. Like, Negan like, is just when, and, and I love the actor, but when Negan Jeffrey came, Dean Morgan's fucking amazing. Yeah, he, he's great. But when he came into Walking Dead, it just I mean the show was going down anyway. But bringing him in just absolutely destroyed it. I can I can barely even watch. Like I'm watching it because I'm so many years invested, but I'm not even paying attention. Like I just I I hate it. I the new episode just came out last yeah. week. Yeah. I, I, what do you think? It was terrible. It was a soap opera. I mean, like, so the first episode set it up where if you're savvy, you know exactly what's going to happen this season. Mm -hmm. And if you've read the articles and know that Andrew Lincoln only signed on for six episodes this mm -hmm. season, there's no pop. The writers just came out and they were like, 10 more years of Walking Dead. And then I watched the first episode knowing that Andrew Lincoln's going to leave. And I'm just like, this, it, it, I mean, there's no fucking way. Like, there's no way that they're going two more years, let alone 10. It's Look, The entire show is just over. What do you mean it was a soap opera? I, the, the entire thing was just like, I feel this way. Well, I feel this way. And then all of this stupid excess dramatic effect. None of it was about... And the entire new episode was basically about... It could have not happened. Really? Like, the entire episode showed up basically to tell you that they time hopped. That's it? That's basically everything the new episode's about. Like, it's it's just showing you very specifically, like, this wasn't like this last season and now it is. You, you, <laughs> you said it was like a soap opera, on, soap opera and the first thing I thought of was that, like, Carol and Daryl... Finally, like, got together or something, but then, like, Daryl cheated on her with someone else, and it's like, you no, cheated on him. For, for sure, like, 100%, I could see a scene in last week's episode where Rick is talking to Maggie, and then she just, like, slaps him on the face and turns around and gasps, like, <laughs> all super soap opery. I could see it. Like, that would have fit so perfectly in the episode if she just slapped him and then ran up the stairs crying. I don't know. It was... So fucking bad. I, I don't know. I uh, the what you, we watched it together last season. We watched most of most last of season. It, together. Yeah, you're not caught but, up yet. Well, yeah, but the last episode I saw was the close-ups on everyone's faces. Yeah, 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 like that was the point where I was just like, oh, I'm fucking done with this show. Yeah, that was so stupid. <laughs> An entire episode, almost entirely, of just zoom-ins on people's faces. Yeah, it was that, fucking stupid. And I'm just like, no, I'm done with this. It hasn't gotten any better. Like, I would trade last week's episode for just close-ups of everybody's face. Really? It was that bad? It was so bad. And like, okay, so there's this one scene. I don't want to give too much away because I know that you actually might catch up someday. Probably not. There's this one scene where they're in a museum and like they're walking on this glass floor and they're moving stuff out of the museum so the glass is cracking more and more and more every time. But they have this super ingenious tactic where everybody's got a rope tied around them and then the ropes are fulcrumed around a... Uh, uh, big pillar in the museum or whatever and there's this one scene where it finally the glass finally cracks and ezekiel falls into the like under the glass and all these zombies are trying to reach up and grab him and i shit you not like i had no idea ezekiel weighed 4.5 tons 
but they had like eight fucking people and a fulcrum trying to pull him up from the glass. And it was like Rick could have done it on his own, <coughs> but Rick's sitting there and there's legitimately eight people pulling on this rope and Ezekiel's just like yo-yoing up and down like we can't do it he weighs too much I'm like that's just that's stupid fucking dramatic effect like if you want to do that then have Ezekiel tied to Rick and now Rick's getting pulled in by Ezekiel so he has to try and pull against the weight of Ezekiel plus pull the weight of Ezekiel to get him up but that's not what they did they had shit tons of people standing at a fulcrum wrapped around a pillar and they're like we just can't do it and I don't know. It, it was just way too long that he was down there, and it was trying to add this dramatic effect. So fucking stupid. Just, <laughs> I was sitting there, and I'm like, really? They can't get him up? Like, I could have gotten him up myself. I'm not strong, but I think I could have pulled Ezekiel up if it was wrapped around a fucking pillar, and all I had to do was walk backwards. I'm, I'm actually surprised that Ezekiel's still on the show. Uh, after the death of his tiger, he's pretty much nothing. Like, Dude, he's the only character I even care about anymore. What about Jesus? Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Really? Yeah. I love Jesus. He was just like, the shit that he does is awesome. I don't know. He's he's such an over-the-top character. That's what's so great about it. I, I don't know. Maybe if they only had one super over-the-top character and it was Jesus, I'd be like, yeah, he's cool because he's so OP. and that's what. But every fucking character in that show is so far over-the-top, it's that's, stupid. That's how I feel about Michonne. Yeah. I can't stand Michonne. Me neither. She drives me crazy. Rick hit his peak when he bit that dude's throat out while he was trying to rape Carl. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. That was the best Rick Grimes I've ever seen, and it's been all downhill from there. Coral. Coral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, I do like Negan, though. I don't. I hate him as a character. And a lot of times when I say, oh, I hate Negan, they're like, well, then I guess he's doing his job because you're supposed to hate him because the antagonist. But fuck that. Like, there are a plenty of antagonists that I love and that, like, make a show better because they're in it. Negan destroyed the wall. His dialogue is over the top and fucking stupid. His acting is over the his, top his and stupid. His whole, I'm going to bend my back backwards and step on the ground. Everything, yeah. That, that stupid, like, lean. I, I don't know. I don't think that in a zombie apocalypse, the number one bad guy that you're facing is some 1960s greaser who watched Jersey Boys one too many times and then decides to wrap barbed wire around a bat so that he can hit Asian people in the face. It's just fucking stupid. Like, And, and I, I would totally get it if they had him in for a hold, season. Hold on, hold on. That sentence that you just said, I never thought I would ever hear in my life. <laughs> Holy shit, like, I'm just listening to you and my eyes are just getting wider and wider. I'm like, he's making perfect sense right here and I never thought I'd hear anything like this. <laughs> but it, it, if they had him in for a season, it would have been alright. Or, I mean, if they treated him... The governor? Governor was, was awesome. The governor was amazing and he was in for two seasons. Yeah. And he played the part perfectly. Negan just, I don't know, he's over the top and he's fucking stupid. And he killed that old man. Not Negan. Ne governor. Oh, yeah, he killed Herschel. Herschel, Herschel. The, the actor, just died a couple of days ago. Really? Yeah. Weren't they going to bring him back for this season? How? He lost his head. No, they were going <laughs> to... I heard that they were going to bring back Herschel and a couple other characters mm. that had died. Shane was spotted on set. Yeah, and um, the red redheaded dude. Abraham. Abraham, yeah. He, he was on set, too. Yeah. 
Man, Chris Hardwick's going to have us on Talking Dead. How much time we're spending on Walking Dead right now? <laughs> well, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it has, it's has it gone through, we're on what, season seven now? Eight? I don't know. Season seven or eight. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of antagonists. Yeah. Merle. He was... He was a good antagonist that I, turned into a hero. When he died, I knew it. Like, the episode where Merle died, he's sitting in the car and he's drinking the whiskey. And I'm like, fuck, this is sad that it's going to be the last time we ever see Merle. And I was sitting with my sister, who's a crazy Walking Dead fan. She's like, he's not going to die. I'm like, they made you get emotionally attached to him this episode. This is the only episode he's shown any character that he's done anything to make you care about him. He's going to fucking die. Mm -hmm. Because that's what The Walking Dead used to be. It used to be you didn't know who was going to live. You didn't know who was going to die. It was such an emotional roller coaster, and it was awesome then they brought negan in and now everything's just like fucking negan and uh, i don't know i can't stand negan what, what, what was that one line that he said you i hope you brought your shit in pants Something <laughs> like that. that was that was awesome though you gotta admit that uh, some of the one some of his dialogue is great but i don't like him as a, and i so there's this new-ish show it's in season three and it's on usa it's called colony and I know that you've never seen it because it's a TV show on a network. So, um, yeah, that's that's true. I mostly watch stuff like on like streaming apps yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I never thought about that. So, an anime. Co- <laughs> Lots of anime. Colony is basically like the walk. It's replacing Walking Dead in my life. Is it like, a zombie show? No, it's about aliens. Oh. It's The Walking Dead, but with aliens, basically. And well, I don't know. Okay, the, but there's there's so many scenarios that aliens can fall under. I mean, you have like the whole trope of them coming down and taking over humanity and enslaving mm-hmm. them, or there's the one of them try to assimilate. So in humans. in this show, um, I'm not going to give a lot away because if you guys aren't in season three yet, seriously, start watching this show. Jump on season one and watch you, through. You season, don't have to give out like yeah. the the specifics. Yeah. Just give me a general so layout of the season story. three is when it really comes into full force and you understand what the plot's going to be going forward. And that's why season th- season one and two were really good. Season three, I'm just like, holy shit, this show is going to be the next Walking Dead. But basically, <clears throat> these aliens come down and kill and section off a huge amount of humanity then they break them up into different zones and each zone has a proctor who's in charge of that zone um the show takes place with actually Lori from the walking dead she's the wife mm-hmm. and there's this family who's living in los angeles and the main antagonist in the show is this guy named schneider proxy schneider and he That's is a weird name well, Proxy's not his first name, it's his title because he's oh. the proxy of the Los Angeles block and everything's oh, okay. divided into blocks. Proxy Schneider is such a good antagonist. Like, I I love to hate him. <clears throat> and throughout the series, there's so many ups and downs with him. You don't know where he's coming from, you don't know what he's doing. But he's just, I mean, he is the epitome of self-serving in a very outgoing way. Like, he will go so far out of his way to help other people in exchange for helping himself. And I that I don't know if that makes total sense, but, like, I, I don't want to give any specific scenes or anything away. But So, one thing that you're going to find out really early in the show if you start watching is the family that we're following on the Los Angeles block. They have a son on the San Bernardino block. He was there when the aliens invaded. His name is Charlie, and they haven't seen him in, like, a year and a half. They Charlie. don't even know. <laughs> 
They don't even know if he's alive. So Proxy Schneider is trying to get the father of the family to go work for them because he's ex-military. I mean, he's badass, like absolutely badass. But he doesn't want to work for the um, aliens. And ring, 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 <laughs> ring, ring. God damn it! Oh damn it! They stole my freaking kidneys. <laughs> You, you, I, I can't hear the name Charlie without thinking about Charlie the Unicorn. <laughs> but so, but what I mean by going out of his way to be self-serving bridge, is Charlie. he knows this guy's going to be able to help him. So he goes so far out of his way to get this guy passage to the San Bernardino block so that he can get his son back. And he shows him pictures and shows him that he's alive. And he seems like this really nice guy, but he's so self-serving. And every time something bad happens, it's Schneider who's behind it because all he cares about is taking care of himself. So, so he's you in D&D. Yeah, yeah. He's a really strong antagonist, though, and he's driving a lot of the story. And in in season three, you're going to get introduced to my favorite antagonist slash protagonist of all time. So anti-hero? Kind of. But what I really love about him is he is a super badass, just like out of this world cool, and he's played by fucking Wayne Brady. What? (laughs) Like, whose line is it anyway, Wayne Wayne Brady? Yeah, I can't picture him as a badass. He, I didn't either. Could I? And I saw him get introduced. I think it's episode three or four of season three that Wayne Brady's character first gets introduced, and I'm like, "Well, they jumped the shark. The show's going downhill now." And it only got better with him in it. That's weird. I know. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine it. Wayne hmm. Brady's a perfect antagonist, and whose line is it anyway? Yeah. If you well, no, like if you ask me, hey, name one actor that you think will never be in a show that so closely resembles The Walking Dead. I never in a million years I wouldn't have said Wayne Brady's going to be in Colony. Like that. Not only is he the least common actor on my mind, but when I'm thinking of shit Wayne Brady's going to be in, it's not really intense action dramas. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Brady was he was a uh, you like Tobuscus. Mm-hmm. He did you see the. Song I forgot. I think it was "Whistle While You Work It" or something like that. Yeah, Wayne Brady was in it. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Him rapping and like I I know him rapping because of whose line is it anyway. But like him rapping, talking about getting all the chicas and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like oh, no, no. Do, do you remember that Tabuscus video where he's trying to do like his fans were complaining that he was doing too many sponsored videos, so he wrote the song "Unsponsored Video." Oh yeah. Then fucking Dead Mouse shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they start driving cars and playing Need for Speed on a portable PlayStation. It was so funny. I, I really like his video where uh, he made fun of Creed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, what was it? There was a Christmas song. Yeah. Someone opened the presents. And he's just like, Prezzle. <laughs> and uh, fl- there's a floppy disk on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> floppy disk on the floor was one of his first. That's yeah. before he made enough money to buy yeah. his new house. And I, it's one of my favorites to this day. Yeah. It just randomly gets stuck in my head a lot. Shout out to you, Toby Turner. Yeah, do you? Does he still make videos? I don't know. I haven't watched him in like four years. Or I think I'm gonna look him up later. Um, wow, we went from aliens to Tobuscus. Not a far stretch. I guess so. Like Mini Minotaur, he has a lot of random shit. But uh, all right, I just uh, talked about a bunch uh, of TV shows. Tell me about. Well, some wait, you TV. mentioned aliens. I was gonna mention Ridley from Metroid. Okay, okay. Do you know Metroid at all? I know that Samus is a girl. 
just like 99% of the world. But <laughs> Okay, but I didn't know that until recently. <laughs> I mean, it's been known since like the 80s, and it was like a big thing in the 80s even. Like the 80s. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, go on. Anyway, Ridley. He's a, he's a space pirate. He kind of looks like a dragon. I like space pirates. He's awesome. I mean, he doesn't have any character development. Like, at all. But, I mean, Metroid's not a game known for its story. Or character development in general. You yeah. just explore and kill shit. Yeah, side-scrollers don't have storylines. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of them. I mean, don't have plot, like, really good character development oh, in side-scroller. Oh, there's plenty of them with really? good character development. Especially yeah. the, a lot of these indie games that are coming out. Yeah. But, yeah. um, anyway, Ridley, like... He first came out in the first Metroid. Mm-hmm. And what I like about him is that in every game that he's in, he's just such an imposing figure. Yeah. And you run into him, you're like, oh, this is going to be an awesome boss fight. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't say that he's a good protagonist in terms of, like, character development, like I said. But in terms of just presence and just badassery. Yeah, badassery. General badassery. Exactly. He's just, he's awesome. And he's one of those villains that you just, you hear Ridley and it's like, oh, hell yeah. I mean, they've been trying to get Ridley on Smash Bros. since, like, the N64. Nice. And it actually might happen with this new one. This new one's going to have every single character. Oh, I know, and a shit ton of new ones. Yeah. Oh, man. I might buy a Switch. I think they're putting um, Simon Belmont in it. I don't know who that is. Simon Belmont is... Oh, Dracula's a good antagonist. Simon Simon Belmont's from... Belmont, Belmont is from Castlevania. Okay. And he's just, part of a long line just, of can, vampire can, 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 can we pause for a second? <clears throat> you just had an epiphany moment where you went, Oh, the number one most known and talked about antagonist of all fucking time would be a good antagonist to talk about in our antagonist episode. Dracula? Like, literally, it's like the 1700s people were talking about Dracula as an antagonist. And you just, you had this epiphany and you're like, oh yeah. I had the epiphany in the video game world. In the video game world. I'm tired of your shit. (laughs) <laughs> um, uh, um, I, I seriously Jester might not be in the next episode He might be dead <laughs> Should we talk about Van Helsing as a protagonist? No Van Helsing was terrible right. I mean in the stories he was good But Hugh Jackman Van Helsing terrible hmm. Yes I've seen it <laughs> Weird <laughs> I told you I've seen all the movies that are worth seeing <laughs> So worth seeing it, it is if you want to kind of cringe a little bit Yeah. And I mean it's one of those movies that's just Gained such a following that you kind of got to see it now. Yeah. Not really, but yeah. But, uh, no, Simon Belmont, he's part of a long line of vampire hunters. Okay. And he's out to kill Dracula. That's basically the story of Castlevania. And every time you say Castlevania, I think back to Metal Gear Awesome. Oh. Where he pops up, so I hear you like to play Castlevania. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's another good villain. (coughs) Um, Psycho Mantis. Yeah, man. I mean, the first mm. time that he popped up and he's reading your memory card and shit, yeah. and then like he's like, put your controller on the ground, and you put it on the ground and it starts vibrating and moving, he's like, I'll make your controller move. It's it was like, so fucking cool. Oh man, Metal Gear Solid. Revolver, Revolver Ocelot is really good he's too. He's my favorite character in anything. I've, I, I fucking 
love Metal Gear Solid. I don't play a lot of video games, but I own every single Metal Gear Solid. I love them so much. My favorite favorite incarnation of Revolver Ocelot was actually in Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 3, where he was young. Yeah. I mean, he's doing all those, like, flip tricks and shit. I loved him in the new Metal Gear, the newest Metal Gear game. Was he in Phantom Pain? Yeah. He rides around with you on the horse and just, like... Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. shit up. For some reason... I don't know, I, I love him. For some reason, I forgot that the Phantom Pain was Big Boss and not Solid Snake. Will we ever... No, we won't see Solid Snake ever again because Hideo Kojima left... 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 left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been stuttering a lot. Um, he left Konami. <laughs> yeah, he left <coughs> Konami though, so we probably won't ever see another Metal Gear. Well, di- not like entirely. Yeah. Shit. So. Well, I guess I can just sell my PlayStation. Well, I mean, Konami made Metal Gear Survive, but mm-hmm. it was a zombie survival game. Yeah. And it was just awful. It was absolutely terrible. Yeah. It was like, oh, to do this event, you have you've already done an event. Now you got to wait twenty four hours before you can do another. Can they just remake and re release a remastered version of Metal Gear Solid Two? It doesn't even need it. I'll play that till the day I fucking die. <clears throat> um, Metal Gear Solid, what was it called? Twin Snakes <laughs> was a remake of the first one for GameCube, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, like Metal Gear is known for being kind of out outrageous, right? Yeah. In Twin Snakes, you know the part when you're fighting Revolver Ocelot? Mm-hmm. You start fighting him and you're like doing backflips. Like in the cutscene, you're like doing backflips to dodge his bullets. And then Ninja comes out, uh, Grey Wolf. Yeah. And he's like attacking you and you're like dodging his swipes and doing more backflips. You know what game really sucked? Huh? Revengeance. Actually... Was... Be, I, I hated the name, and just like you're playing a dude in high heels, and he was the... so good in Metal and Gear Solid Two, and then he wasn't. The... He was terrible in Metal Gear Solid Two. Whatever. The greatest line in the entire Metal Gear Solid franchise is Metal Gear Solid Two when Snake's getting ready to walk into the building, and his name was Ryu or something. In Metal Gear Solid Two, yeah. Are you talking about Snake? What he went by? No, no, no. The okay, other guy. I was going to say he called himself Pliskin. Yeah. Kurt Russell. But anyway, he's getting ready to walk into the room and they go, aren't you afraid that you're, or aren't you afraid or whatever? And he just like points his thumb at his band or at his headband. He's like, unlimited ammo. And he was wearing the unlimited ammo headband from the first game. I don't remember that. <laughs> so fucking funny. I laughed so goddamn much. I haven't played Sons of Liberty in forever. <laughs> he's walking in and they go, aren't you afraid? And he just thumb to his forehead it's like unlimited ammo and then he walks in it was so meta like it was well, outrageously self-aware it, it's like the metal gear series it's, it's always liked to break that fourth wall yeah, yeah and i love that i love when games do it right mm-hmm. um there's a game called the messenger and in one of the it's a side-scrolling 2d platformer Okay. There's dialogue boxes. Well, one of them is talking, and the dialogue takes up the entire box. And the character goes, whoa, that was way too much to have in a dialogue box. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but, like, little moments like that, I just, I love them. Yeah. It's so great. Um, oh, man, what's another good antagonist? Um, I mean, there's so many good ones, dude. I, I feel like the antagonists are usually better in... Uh, 
video games than the protagonists usually. I think there's a lot more that goes into the antagonists in video games because, because you're supposed to be the protagonist. Yeah, and you're 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 designed to learn to hate that character throughout yeah. the game. Yeah. Unless if they fucking throw out a final boss at you that wasn't mentioned once in the game, Final Fantasy Nine. <laughs> You fight an enemy, I forgot the name of it, because they only mention it at the end of the game. Yeah. You beat Kuja, and then it goes to another enemy. Every like, time, what? I think, Kuja. Roof, roof. <laughs> Fucking Kuja. Um, Robo Hitler. <laughs> A game that you can literally kill Hitler. Uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah. Robo Hitler was fucking amazing. I mean, it's like this robot with fucking Hitler's head. Yeah. Oh, man, like, <laughs> that was... You're, okay, so you're fighting Nazis, so it's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, we've done this plenty of times. Well, I think actually Wolfenstein was the first time. Yeah, I but, think Wolfenstein was the first game you ever fought Nazis in. Yeah, but I mean, like, the game, you're not really fighting anything, like, super high-tech or anything, and then fucking Robo-Hitler comes out. I, I mean, well... Aberdolf Linkler. <laughs> Would he be an antagonist? No. No. He was a good guy. He was a good guy at the end. He was awesome. When he was going to emancipate that guy from his inferior <laughs> genes. That was... <laughs> That's one of the best lines. Dude. It's so good. I love Rick and Morty. Um, oh, another good villain. Um, since we're in the Halloween time period. Oh, yeah, shit. This is supposed to be Spooby. Um, Eve from Parasite Eve. Yeah. So, okay, so Eve is basically this girl who has this mitochondria. The game's about mitochondria. Ooh, the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> the only thing that you know from school? That's all I remember. <coughs> but, um, she, uh, her mitochondria is mutating to take over the cell. And she starts out as this opera singer named Melissa. Well, oh man, it freaked me out. I was like, I think like 10 years old when I first played the game. And as a kid, this was the scariest thing ever. So... The game starts out, you're in an opera, and Melissa is singing, and as she's singing, like, this creepy opera song comes on, and people in the opera house just start catching on fire. Ooh. And, like, people are just screaming, and it's just hectic. And then you go up onto the stage, and you fight her. Real easy fight, you can beat her with a billy club. Okay. But, uh... Then, like, you go down and you're, like, learning all these things about her. You can read her diary and stuff. And the first scary moment in that game was uh, you go down and there's a rat. And this is a cutscene. And it, there's, like, this yellow liquid that's probably piss that just puddles around the rat. And then it starts, like, it gets up on its hind legs and holds its stomach and growls. And then it just grows into this mutant rat. Like, its skin peels back from its mouth. Rampage and... shit. It was crazy, but uh, then, like, you finally reach Melissa, and she's playing the piano. Well, after all the dialogue, it shows a cutscene where she, like, smashes her hands on the piano, and her fingers are long and white and covered in, like, talons. And then, like, it shows her just mutating, and she gets, like, this long tail thing. I don't even know what the fuck to call it, but uh, it's, like, this long tail thing, and she starts floating, and she turns white, and her hair gets long and all creepy looking. What, what, What would make it not a tail? Um, it takes the place of her legs. Oh, then it's a fin. Maybe. She turned into a mermaid. No. Oh, she turned into a specter? Is it like one of those Casper things? She looks kind of like a banshee. Alright, well. 
Like a D&D banshee. I think you'd what? still call it a tail. Maybe. Like Casper had a tail. Yeah, he did. So, that's but he had legs, too. I want you to know the only thing I'm taking away from this right now is that at the beginning of your description, you said the game twice. Oh, my God. You fucking asshole. The game. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I haven't lost the game in, like, three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. You're welcome, everybody out there. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, like, scary movies. I know you don't like them. Yeah, no. you, you're a pussy. That's true. Scary but, movies mess me up, dude. That big blob thing that looked like um, Job of the Hut from Ernest Scared Stupid. That movie was not scary. It scared the shit out of me. I didn't sleep for like three years. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like, in in scary movies, what would you say is a good protagonist that you've seen? Antagonist. Antagonist. I'm gonna say this right now. In Signs, and I know you don't think Signs is a scary movie, but it's scary as hell. I don't care. It's not scary. Mel Gibson plays the antagonist in that movie. I know that he's the main character, but he is absolutely the antagonist. How? Because the entire movie, he's complete like the the kids. uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother keeps trying to tell him about the aliens and tell him what to do and Joaquin Phoenix is totally on board the whole time and the one who's causing the... Is he roommates with Michael Sarah. Who? Macaulay Culkin's brother. I don't know. In is... the movie. No. What? Wow. And you're supposed to be the movie guy. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, Macaulay yeah, Culkin's brother is one Michael of my Sarah. least favorite movies on I the planet. I love it. The comics I, are so good too. I almost watched through it once. You need to watch it all the way. No. It's one of my favorite movies. Anyway. Macaulay Culkin. And, uh, what's his face? Captain America goes Super Saiyan in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So Mel Gibson, the whole movie, he's holding back the progress. Like, and and at the end, you know, he does that whole sea swing away and it, he gets Joaquin Phoenix to start hitting the glass with the bat or whatever. And he kind of redeems himself at the end. But the entire movie, the way that it's put together, he's the protagonist or the antagonist the entire time. He's the one that's stopping the progress the entire movie. I don't know about that. It would have been completely different. Think about it. If he wasn't there, if he was more on board with what they were saying, if he wasn't trying so hard to not have it be this alien invasion, if he wasn't trying so hard to not admit what was going on, then they would they would have been way better off. They would have survived way better. They, I mean, <clears throat> if he was just like the father of the family and he's like, this is what the fuck we do, it would have gone a whole lot better than him not giving in until the aliens were on top of the house and they had to go hide in the basement. I mean, I guess. He was the one who hindered progress. He's technically the antagonist of the movie. But I mean, like, to me that just feels like uh, a bit of a lapse in judgment. It- Intent doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> it does, though. Not when you're defining the antagonist of an existing plot. In the courtroom, intent might matter. But when you're looking at the plot of a movie and you're dis- dissecting what happened in the movie, it's very simple to point out who the antagonist was. Oh, I mean, and- but, like, the there's there's been plenty of instances where protagonists have basically caused every... Like, um, Lara Croft, I, I actually just posted something on Instagram mm-hmm. about beating it. I just yeah. beat Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And the whole issue with the story starts with her taking this ancient dagger. Yeah. 
she's the one who caused all the issues, but can that truly define her as no, an antagonist? No, 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 no. He's not the antagonist just because he caused all the issues. It's because his entire purpose in the movie was to hinder the progress of everybody else. Like, in, in Tomb Raider, you're looking at it, and sure, Laura's causing all of these problems, but also her intent and her goal is to progress through them in a positive manner. This guy, in the father in signs is hindering and halting the progress at every turn they're saying this is what's happening this is what we need to do and he's like let's just fucking sit on the couch and not do anything he's it it, it would have been completely different if he had been on board and listened to his brother and his son so so by that logic simon pegg's character in Shaun of the dead would be the bad guy no nick frost they wanted they wanted to just <laughs> go have a pint and let this whole thing blow over. Yeah. So that means that they would be the bad guys, right? No, because the they had they had a plan, they stuck to it, and it didn't hinder the progress of the rest of the party. A lot of them died. Yeah. Because of his whole... No. They didn't die because of his plan. They died because they were stupid. You don't stand with your back to a window in a zombie apocalypse just because you're yelling at a guy who's dating a girl you're in love with. Still. Like... <laughs> That's basically the same thing as Mel Gibson and Sainzo. <laughs> it's not. It is. Mel, Mel Gibson was the antagonist of Sainzo. Okay, guys, this is going to be an argument. So, listeners, shoot us a DM on Instagram, a message on Facebook, or an email at natonestudiopodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you think Mel Gibson was the antagonist or the protagonist of the movie Signs. Or if Simon Pegg was the protagonist or antagonist of Shaun of the Dead. Simon Pegg cannot be bad <laughs> in anything except Star Trek Three. Hot Fuzz was pretty terrible. Really? I liked Hot Fuzz. I liked the movie. I, I hated think, Simon Pegg's character. I think I liked Hot Fuzz because it's the first time in my entire life I'd heard the descriptor, fuck ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Went my whole life not knowing that that was a word. Oh, what's his face? Um, The guy who had his fucking chin impaled. In Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, f I can't remember his name right now. He's a very famous comedian from Monty Python. Yeah. Can't remember his name right now. But, uh, he, he turned an entire town against the police force. Yeah. I mean, that's a good antagonist right there. I like the one sentence in Hot Fuzz where <clears throat> they're sitting down and... He's sitting across the table from the chief of police. He goes, but there's one thing that he had that you don't have. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, a big bushy beard. <laughs> he makes the hand motions for the beard. <laughs> it was so funny. Dude, that movie had me rolling like the entire time. It was a good movie. I just I, didn't like Simon I Peck's was character. not as much of a fan of At the World's End. I didn't and like it that much either. It was. I, you could tell that it was more of a farewell than it was a movie. Yeah. Because they that director and Nick Pe Nick Frost and Simon Pegg said they were going to do three movies together. Mm -hmm. That's all they did together. They knew this was going to be the last one, and the movie was a farewell, and you mm -hmm. could really feel that. Yeah. But, I don't it know, was it took, weird. It took away from the comedic elements. Well, that one had, like, the clones and stuff in it, right? Yeah, that yeah. was a weird-ass movie. I liked it, but I, I don't know. They they tried to go so deep with it, and I don't think that the runtime was long enough to match how deep they wanted to get. Do you think it could have been a good movie as like three hours long? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if you give time to... Because of the specific way that they were developing... There are ways that you can develop characters in an hour and a half without yeah. a problem. The way that they were developing the characters required like a three-hour screen time. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, but yeah, like Simon Pegg, I just didn't like him in Hot Fuzz. I don't remember. Actually, he was like, uh, he'd basically be like a rogue in World's End, right? Yeah. I remember wearing a trench coat and having yeah, weird hair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I do remember it a little bit. <clears throat> um, uh, another Simon Pegg movie I couldn't stand: Run, Fat Boy, Run. Yeah, I didn't even watch that. I hated I, it. It was so terrible. <laughs> I went in like, all right, Simon Pegg, and yeah. then watching the movie, I'm like, I don't really like. If fun. he's not with Nick Frost, I'm not a fan. He needs to do more movies with him. They're coming out with a fourth movie. They actually they got together and they decided that none of them were making wait, enough wait, wait, money wait. anymore. So, so there was Shaun of the Dead, Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz, World's End, and Paul. Paul wasn't the same director. Oh, okay. So it was specifically with that director, yeah. not just the two actors. Yeah. Okay. I, I liked Paul. Paul yeah. was funny. I really don't like Seth Rogen. Me neither. No, actually, I can't say that. I like a lot of stuff that he does. Okay. But Spooby Antagonist. Spooky antagonist. We got to get back on on topic. The guy, ah, what was his name? Oh, whatever. The dad from Modern Family. His character in the Dawn of the Dead remake. I don't remember that. No. I the only thing I remember about the Dawn of the Dead remake was Richard Cheese down with the sickness. <laughs> yep. The only scene I remember because they're doing target practice. They're like, hey, Jay Leno over there. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the only scene I remember. Okay, so I don't like scary movies, but I absolutely fucking love every zombie, every Romero zombie movie that I've seen. Well, I mean, Romero's the king of zombies. Yeah, I was going to say every zombie movie that I've ever seen, but then I remembered that there's things out there that are zombie and not Romero. So, Land of the I, Dead. I, was that Romero? Mm-hmm. It was? Yeah, every, the, every of the dead. The new one with... Uh, Luigi from the Mario Bros. movie. That's not the new one. John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, there have been three since that movie came out. Really? Yeah. Okay, the zombies riding, like, motorcycles and shit? I was like... They weren't riding motorcycles. They learned how to shoot guns. That's what it was. I was like, they learned how to do something modern, but that just, like, ruined it for me. I I don't know. Okay, so the end of Night of the Living Dead... The 50s one where they're, like, with their arms out in front of them... It solidified what those movies were going to be, and I loved it. Because, like, everybody dies. All the protagonists die. There's one guy who survives. He makes it through the entire night of this zombie apocalypse. Just struck. The entire movie's about him making it through the entire night of zombies. Then the very end of the movie, you see the army coming in, and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to be saved. And he pops up in the house, and then it zooms out and shows these two army guys, and one of them just points to the window and goes, right there, in the window, between the eyes. And they shoot him and they fucking kill him. I'm like, there's not going to be any happy ending in any Romero zombie film. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, well... The original Dawn of the Dead was way better than the remake. Like, the old version where they're in the mall. And, I don't know, I loved that one where they're trying to steal or get the helicopter and all that shit. I haven't seen it in forever, but I do remember it. Um, (laughs) They actually, pretty much, the game Dead Rising is pretty much Mm -hmm. Dawn of the Dead redone. Yeah. Except you have a kill count and you have ridiculous shit in it. In World of the Dead, they try and teach the zombies to eat animals instead of people. And, like, the movie ends with the zombie just coming up and taking a bite out of a horse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, so on the way to the studio, Mm -hmm. I I drove past a horse. Okay. And I, like, it was flapping its tail around to swap flies away and shit. Yeah. And I'm, like, thinking, like, if you shave a horse's tail off, like, what is there? It looks like just hair. 
Is it a long tail or is it a little stub like when people cut their dog's tail? The, the, how am I supposed to know that shit? And I don't know. You know animals better than I'm I do. I'm not a horseologist. I raise goats. What do you think? Do you think it's a little stub or do you think it's a long tail? I have no idea. It's going to be a long tail like that girl in Parasite Eve. But I don't know if that was a tail. It was a tail. <laughs> um, Alright, th- throw out at least one more video game Because we're getting close on time You know what, I don't even give a fuck <laughs> I'm having fun with this If we last longer, whatever um, As a kid, uh, Shao Kahn used to scare the shit out of me The fuck is Shao Kahn? Shao Kahn is the He's pretty much the main antagonist of Mortal Kombat Okay He, uh I mean, this guy, he's got like bone armor with spikes on the shoulders And he's got a skull on his head and Hard ass boss to fight one of the most unfair boss fights in any video game ever. And, uh... But he used to scare the shit out of me, but... <laughs> I forgot what Mortal Kombat it was. Oh, Mortal Kombat, uh, 9. Or was it 10? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 9. Um, it was titled just Mortal Kombat, but... How do you do so many of the exact same game? That It blows my mind that there's, like, they, 15 fucking Dynasty Warriors. They refine the mechanics a bit. Okay. And they up the graphics. Maybe add new characters. Yeah, they remaster the same game and re-release it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Call of Duty does the same thing. Yeah, I'm not a Call of Duty fan. And either. actually, the new Black Ops that's coming out doesn't even have a story mode. Makes sense. They're... But I bet you anything it's got Nuketown. Probably. They've been putting <laughs> Nuketown in every Black Ops. <laughs> so fucking dumb. <clears throat> but anyway, Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat 9. Like, I played it. Like a couple years ago on PS3. And I realized this villain is one of the stupidest villains out there. So the Mortal Kombat is basically all the realms have this combat to determine like whether Outworld can fuse with that realm or not. Shao Kahn's the leader of Outworld. So Shao Kahn has this tournament. To see, like, okay, well, if you can win this tournament, then I won't fuse with you. He's trying to take Earth Realm. And, uh, so, in, in Mortal Kombat 9, you play through, and you play through, like, Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. It's pretty much like an anniversary. Yeah. But, uh, so you're playing through it, and you beat the first Mortal Kombat. Like, so Earth Realm is safe. Then Shao Kahn's like, you know what? Fuck Mortal Kombat. We're going to host another Mortal Kombat because, like, it's supposed to be, like, every 10 years or so. Yeah. Or every 100 years or something like that. But, uh, so he loses and he's like, we're going to have another Mortal Kombat and if we win, we'll fuse with you. And so he loses the second one that he does. That was completely against the rules anyway. Yeah. And then because he loses that one, he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to invade Earthrealm. Yeah. And so he invades Earthrealm, and it's like, well, why didn't you just fucking do this the first time? Why why have this, like, he, intricate He wanted tournament. to go all in on a poker hand, lost, and now he's fuming, so he, he's just a, buying he's back just a in. kid throwing a tantrum. Yeah, it's so dumb. Yeah, I was like, okay, this villain's not as scary as I thought. He's kind of dumb. Little bitch. Yeah, and uh, so I was just like, you know what? This is I don't get why I was ever scared of him. Right, well, I don't know. Guys, we're, we're basically at time here. Are we doing our Halloween episode next week? Yes. All right, get ready because next week's going to be the too spooky for me Halloween episode. You, you guys <laughs> can ignore him. Please do. Uh, man, that was really hard to say while laughing. He, he made us lose the game today. So. Oh, 
I forgot and then relost when you said that. Good. <laughs> I am glad. Uh, um, tell us what you thought about the episode. This is where we're going to end it for today. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook. I said the email earlier in the episode. We're going to drop all of our links in the description here. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share. Um, other than that, do you have anything you want to add at the end? Um, yeah, guys, uh, just thank you for your support. We've talked to a lot of you, and it's been pretty awesome to just communicate with you guys. Uh, I actually have a Discord server planned, and I'm working on it. As with this episode, it might even be up already. So we'll keep you updated with that on our social media. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, give us some feedback, message us. We love talking to you guys, and... If you have ideas for an episode, again, tell us, and we will almost talk about whatever your idea is. We're always looking for feedback from you guys. So, other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all your support. We love all of you out there. And until next week, game on and peace out. Bye.